Welcome to another episode of Dollar Dorks. This is episode 12. Uh, this podcast aims to share video game buying and selling tips, give suggestions on games to watch for, provide tips on how to fund your collection with your collection, and hopefully change the perception that some people have of sellers in the video game collecting community. Um, today is a, a unique one because we don't have two guests as we normally do. This time we have one guest, and it's Chris, uh, Chris Roberts, CWR2, uh, the first repeat guest of Dollar Dorks, and my new permanent co host. Welcome. Yeah, well, um, I don't know how many downloads you had before, but it's probably going to plummet. <laughs> it, it will do the opposite, I assure you. <laughs> and uh, I'm so, Derek. Of anyways. So what's so, going on? What's new in Canada? Nothing at all. Nothing too new. Um, same stuff. Late night last night, but uh, we're uh, ready to go. There you go. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll start it off like we normally do with your last uh, noteworthy deal or pickup. Or in this case, we're adding sales as well, because why not change it up, evolve this shit. So we'll start off with me. Uh, now you're going to hear me talk way too much. But uh, my uh, like, I talk about kind of I've had a more eBay sales than, than normal. I, all because I actually finally got around to posting shit. So I picked up a few things that I needed to sell, uh, that I needed to sell, and uh, I noticed the price was going up on them, and I wanted to do a quick flip on them. So uh, I picked up some PSVR games. It was uh, Robinson: The Journey and um, the Job Simulator. Um, and Job Simulator was going up and up in price. I don't know whether it's held or not. I actually keep meaning to check, but uh, price charting wasn't even keeping up with the prices of it because the uh, eBay auctions were around the $100 mark at the time, $100 Canadian. Um, so I uh, got that on there. Looks like it might be coming down. Nope, nope. There's still people with, up there with $200 freaking $250 listings, but. Um, so you had a guy who was uh, shooting you a, shooting you an offer on it, right? Yeah, I did. So I, I had messaged you about it to see what you thought. Or no, to let you know, I said sometimes you just need to, you know, piss back in their face when they try and piss on you with a shitty offer and then tell you they can't right, afford it. Right, right. Um, what I had said, I can't remember the, the wording exactly now. I really should have had that ready, but so he came at, I had, I had it posted for a hundred bucks Canadian. Uh, he came at me with a $50 offer. I, I put it, I allowed offers cause I wanted to see if someone would offer something decent. And if not, I can always come back at them right. with something better. So I came back at him, I think around 70, no counter offer received. Uh, I think I said 90. Yeah, that's what it was. So he offered 50. I said, no that shit and offered did a $90 counter offer. Then he came back with 70 and he said, 70 is the most I could pay for a opened copy. I'm like, fuck that. Look at all the ones on eBay. <laughs> There's nothing below right. below hundred available. So I said, screw that. I'm not going to do that. I was going to come back around, I think seven, no, eight, 80 is what I came back with. And because I could actually see his, his uh, feedback and his previous sales and all his, his uh, items listed, I'm like, this guy is a reseller and maybe he's grabbing this for the long haul. He knows this game's going up in price and wants to buy it and just hold on to it and flip it or flip it for a hundred bucks or whatever. Depends on what his profit margins are like. But um, I said, no way. I'm uh, the lowest I'll take is uh, 80. And he said, that's funny. LOL. Uh, meet me at 75 plus $5 shipping. That's 80. Weird math, but I don't care. I don't care about shipping. You're paying shipping. But anyway, he said, it's only for my kids to play on the VR. 
I'm like, okay, let's just assume he's telling the truth. And I want it gone quickly anyway. Okay. I did the 75 and it was sold within with, I, I had posted it at, I think midnight. And this was, I think 1am. I don't know why I was still up, but, uh, although 7am, he finally accepted it, but my counter offer came. Yeah. My counter offer was at, uh, I think midnight or so. So it, it sold pretty damn quick. Um, and it was going up, up in price. It looks like it still is. There's some buy it now is around hundred dollars now. Actually, one of the ones that was there when I listed mine, which is in a generic case, is still up there, and that's $86. So, I mean, either it's stagnating on the sales or, you know, no one wants the one that's in a generic case. Um, yeah, so this is all relating back to I, I sold uh, 10 things in the last month, which is a huge number for me. Um, I don't usually list very much stuff, but I just finally got around to listing a whole bunch of things because I did the, those two VR games plus... I wanted to get rid of my Splatoon before Nintendo kills off uh, Wii U Online. If they're going to, who knows? But wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me. Um, and then Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenchi Three. I got that recently. Flip that, and then a uh, um, Guitar Hero receiver. Another Guitar Hero receiver sold just before that. So I mean, way more sales than I usually get. Uh, and then another item which I'm going to talk about later that I sold two of now, which is pretty cool. Can't complain about that. Um, I mean, uh, I've had other questions here. Like, what do you, you know, did you get it for a good price? I mean, generally, I bought them for a pretty good price. The PS4 game, like the job simulator, is one of the best profits, I think. Oh, I don't have my spreadsheet open. But uh, that one I bought for 15 bucks, and as I said, sold it for 75 So that's not bad at all. And when I looked it up, it was only around $40. Then the next day when I had organized to pick it up, it was at $65 around there on eBay. Like, okay, this is going up in price, I guess. Um, and that's when it went up even higher. So not bad. Uh, Chris, what about you? Um, well, as far as stuff I've sold recently, um, I think it has been two weeks now. I, uh, I, I went out on a, just kind of a late morning hunt. I didn't quite get out as early as I wanted to. Uh, but I figured I'd try to make the best of it. And I hit some yard sales and, um, started off a little slow, and then I ended up at uh, this one yard. Uh, just kind of some rednecks. It's okay to say that because I'm a redneck, <laughs> and uh, they didn't have nothing. But the neighbor was uh, this this lady sitting there, and so you know, I asked her, "Hey, you got any video games?" You know, because she didn't have nothing out, and she broke out this GameCube. Or she first she told me that um, she had a GameCube. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, uh, so, you know, she basically, she gave me the whole, she doesn't sure if her daughter wants to sell it and all that. So then I decided to kind of, you know, try to kind of finesse the situation. I was like, well, um, why don't you just show me what you have that way in case I, you know, maybe I don't want it, then you don't have to bother your daughter. So she goes, okay, that was fine. You know, cause I'm always trying to do something to get the stuff out of the house. You know, if it's in the house, I, I want to say whatever I can to them to get it out of the house. You know yep. what I mean? Like, uh, you know, stay friendly, try to stay on topic. Sometimes I'll go off if, if I feel like I need to, but usually just trying to look at a friendly way of getting them to bring the stuff to me. So anyway, so she brought the stuff out and I mean, it was just all gold, you know, Zelda, Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, I mean, both Zeldas. It was, you know, for the GameCube, all Mario Party 9 or in a Mario Party 9, Mario Party 4, Mario Party 8. 
Oh no, actually, you know, at the Mario Party, the higher ones, that was the Wii. That was another one. But I mean, it yeah, was Mario yeah. Party Four, Super Mario Brothers. Um, it was just all really good stuff, right? And um, you know, she uh, she tried to give me the make me an offer type of thing, and then <laughs> uh, so you know, and I I think I'll kind of get more into that later because it is kind of a pet peeve in some circumstances. But in a yard sale situation, I actually do like the make an offer thing, and other situations I don't. But I in the in the in the yard sale thing, I I really feel like I I have a, I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm trying to brag or be cocky or nothing, Go but I feel like I, I I feel like I have a good charm. All right, I, I can I charm them. You know what I mean? Uh, whether even if it's a male, you know, I mean, I I have a good rap on on kind of uh, how to make it friendly, how to make it non-aggressive, yeah. and uh, I get it out. Unless they get it, sometimes you that you need to finesse it. Sometimes you need to be a little more aggressive. It just depends. But with her, I definitely knew it was more the friendly route. So. I didn't want to low. I, didn't, I mean, I saw how much profit I could make, and I didn't want to low ball her too hard. But I did, you know, I don't like to start too high because then you have nowhere to go but up. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you do a negotiating thing, or if they take it too quick, then you think about what you left on the table. So anyway, so I offered her thirty, and I mean, this was I also had the the platinum GameCube, all complete, all really clean, and uh, so she was saying, "Well, I was thinking forty, and I was actually in my mind, I was like, well." I'll do that. And she goes, well, let's just meet in the middle of 35. So she nice. did the negotiation. It was all yep. nice and clean. Paid her, you know, got out of there and listed it all. And it was pretty much all gone by the next day other than the GameCube. But I just been lazy about it. It's still sitting around here, but all the games are gone and a mm -hmm. uh, really good deal. The very next Sunday, I'll keep this one a little short, but it was pretty much the exact same scenario. Go to a yard sale, no games out. Ask the lady if she has any. She tells me she has Wii. And I don't know how many if people are. I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are. But some people aren't aware what Wii titles are going for. And there's a lot of $20 to $30 titles. I mean, there's actually higher ones. But I mean, the, these yeah. common titles that you think aren't worth something. And this was the one that I got the Mario Party 8, Mario Party 9, Kirby's. That Kirby game is like a $30 game. Mario Kart, you mean yeah. you think it wouldn't be. It's still a $24, $25 game. Um, you know, all Donkey Kong countries, you know, I, that was even $14. Not that that's a lot, but I mean, Hey, when you're shipping it out for three bucks, I mean, it's all profit at that point. Um, I also picked up a box, the Zelda classic edition, uh, Zelda two, um, NES that I mean, that I actually paid up for, but I actually parlayed that in a really good trade. Um, they wanted, she wanted 40 where the boyfriend wanted 40. He wasn't there. So I kind of negotiated with the girlfriend, got her down to 30 which isn't a lot of meat left on the bone, but I knew it'd be a really good trade item. And I ended yeah. up trading it for a super rare Atari cart that I've been wanting, um, Custard's Revenge, or one of the porn games. So you just, you never know. It's always good to have inventory. Plus at that same yard sale, I picked up a Pokédex and those are always instant money. I mean, that was another $33 sale. I, I picked that up for those. five. Oh, they're, I mean, when they work, they're gold, they go yeah. quick. I mean, I'm even when like, they don't work, if you don't want to put the time into putting a battery in it, yeah, mine um, works. it's definitely good. worth it. Uh, yeah, they're definitely, I mean, they're easy sellers. Any of the additions, too, like yeah, the earlier the, ones will sell quicker, but they all go well. I had a year on mine, but now I don't have the year written here. Damn. Oh, no, that's not right. That's not the right thing. Anyway, sorry. But, you know, and out of all that, though, the stuff I'm the proudest, 
the, the stuff I'm the proudest of is the oddball items that I actually sold. I mean, I sold a Rainbird sprinkler timer that a lot of people might not think about, but I mean, that was 20 plus 1365 shipping. Um, and I, you know, uh, with my discount, I get it out for probably around 11, 11 something, a little bit over 11. So, I mean, that's still another dollar 80 in the pocket on the shipping. And, um, and then this little, this you little uh, calendar that sits on a desk that you probably wouldn't, nobody would even think about. I picked that up for a buck, sold it for, you know, uh, 20 bucks. So a calendar shipped, but still. Yeah, these this little block calendar, like you oh, the have rotate. to manually rotate the yeah, yeah. blocks. Yeah. It's like, right. It, and they're very thing? collectible. Those ones? No, it's or not. Okay. It, it, it's just two little blocks. They sit in there. They have numbers on them. And this okay. one block will have, like, let's say one through. I don't know. One through well, uh, one through nine. Maybe the other one has the same. I didn't really look yeah. at it. I mean, I'm obviously, it can't be one through nine, but yeah. whatever the whatever the math is on the dice, it has it <laughs> where you can do each each day, and um, they're pr pretty collectible. Like um, I've I've known some like um, uh, Nightmare Before Christmases uh, that goes for a pretty good price. Okay. This one was a brand that I wasn't. Well, I was familiar with the brand. It's Hallmark, but I never really heard of Hoops and Yo-Yo before. But apparently that's one of their properties. Um, childlike thing, but hey, it sold quick. I mean, it didn't even last the night. So nice. somebody wanted it. Uh, you have to expand on your... And all the Wii your, games are gone. Shipping discount. People might be curious what you mean. Well, once you hit a, a plateau as far as... Or like a benchmark for shipping or for sales, uh, you become like a top-rated seller. You get a uh, 20%. Sometimes it's as high as 22, 23%. And I mean, at least at my level, the higher you get, the bigger the discount you'll get from eBay. So if you think about it, it's like, all right, let's say you put something up for $30 free shipping, right? Well, they're going to charge you the 10% on the $30. Whereas if I put it up for, let's say, $25 plus $5 shipping, they're still going to charge me the 10% overall. But um, I'll still make more off. I mean, there's a, I don't know, when you break it down, you end up making a little bit more on it. And it kind of tricks the customer in a way. I mean, not maliciously, but yeah, yeah. I talked about this on a lot of the last podcast. Some people are all about the free shipping, but then other people yeah. assume the shipping is part of it. So they don't even think about the shipping and they just think about what the base price is. So sometimes, I mean, I talked about last time, but sometimes I'll use that to, you know, uh, maybe shoot a sale. Like it was stagnant one way, I'll flip it the other way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with Amazon Prime, though, it, it, people are really getting used to the free shipping. So at some point, I might just gravitate to all free shipping and just adjust the prices accordingly. But eh, that's a different topic for a different day, I guess. <laughs> right. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm looking at your Pokedex and I'm looking at your other stuff for sale the, the the flip clock thing you're talking about click uh date thing it's neat all right uh yeah i mean it was yeah. easy flip didn't last long it's cool yeah i'd never heard of but like those ones it looks like it actually is electronic as well like you push on it and it talks or what it did have a little thing where it did some little jingle I mean, okay. it wasn't nothing super fancy. It didn't say the time or anything like okay. that. It was just, it's whatever their little catch stuff is. Uh, I'm assuming if it was like SpongeBob, it would have said a SpongeBob catchphrase. Okay. If it was. But I saw your Pokedex in 1998 version, which is pretty early. 
Uh, I think mine is. Yes, it it was a it was an early one. Yeah, mine. But even the long game, uh, like the more there's the rectangle ones that kind of has like the pokeball on one end, but it's it's essentially a rectangle. Yeah, that's what a little a little longer. Like. That's not the one you have. Yeah, those yeah. go. They sell fast too. People are really into the Pokédex, so yeah, you gotta definitely don't pass them up. And you know the beauty of it is, is rarely does anybody ever charge much for them. I mean, I picked them up as cheap as a quarter. Yeah, I got mine for two bucks. I mean? Like, I'm not so. talking retail. <laughs> right, I'm not talking retail environment. But even in a retail environment, I could definitely see them being five ninety nine, six ninety nine, and there's still a lot of money to be made in that. I mean, uh, all those little sales, they all add up, you know? Yeah. That's and the good trade items. I mean, even if you paid, let's say you paid $15 for it, you still got about $10 in equity in a trade. So it still might work out if you know somebody who's into Pokemon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cheapest one I see listed on eBay right now is $9.99 with 14 bucks shipping or 11 11 bucks with 15 shipping. So that's probably the closest I'm going to be able to get because there's a lot of the ones that I have lot mm-hmm. like i'm looking at like freaking 20 30 of them available yeah so the only thing i can really yeah do I, is take, I would never take better pictures up. or show that it works in photos or something like that to try and yep, yep. Beat the prices this one does say I, testing, I, but... anytime you have something like that if you can do so much as, i mean as little as just push a button <laughs> that turns it on and then take one more. I mean, you get 12 free yeah. pictures. Why not use them all? Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? No, these lower ones definitely don't have a picture of it working. That one actually looks like the screen. Right. And so as a consumer, okay, think of it from a consumer point yeah. of view that, you know, a lot of, a lot of consumers, they feel like eBay, they, you know, let's say they had one bad experience, mm-hmm. right? So now they're going to assume everybody's out to get them. So take that extra um give them a little more confidence plus it also helps you in case of a case yeah like if they try to say it didn't work to say well hey when you call ebay to talk to them say look you can see in picture four that it's working you know it turned on they're saying it doesn't even power on there's no way that battery died between here and there yeah you know looks like most people are shipping it without batteries too this town this guy's actually selling like a really small town like 25 minutes away from me Really odd that he's happens to be there, but all right. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the next stuff. Here. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. But if it's on eBay, who cares? I sell all through all of Canada anyway. Right. <laughs> Still right, for right. picking stuff up, you never know. I'm kind of curious what other stuff he's selling now. I gotta keep his uh, listing <clears throat> to the side so I remember to look at it. I, I got a I got a quick question. A little quick yeah. sidebar. Um, now, do you use the global shipping program? No. Um, I. As a Canadian, I hate the global shipping program from a buying point of view, uh, because anytime you buy from the right. state, because it's very expensive coming to you. Right. Yeah, it's super expensive. They charge way too much extra, and you sometimes also get importing fees on top of the the uh, the um, global shipping program as well. So not only do they okay. charge you a lot, but when it comes to the country, you also usually get charged extra fees, which is equivalent to a tax. So it's okay, fair enough. But I mean, it, just clicking that little option, I mean, you never know when there's somebody, let's I, say, I've in, actually never seen the or in Europe. I don't think I've even seen the option for me to do that. Maybe really? they don't allow it in Canada because the depot is in, is in, uh, te- not Tennessee, where is it? Kentucky. Kentucky. Well, there's one in Kentucky and there's also one in uh, Washington. It depends okay. on which way you're going. Like if you're going to like China or Japan, I think it goes through Washington. And the, okay. if you're going to the rest of the world, I think it goes through Kentucky. 
So I, I don't know if it's even an option for us at all. I'm just going to do a mock. It uh, might not be. Yeah, it, right yeah, it might not I, be. I don't think I've ever seen it. So I don't think it is because when I go to shipping, I basically get to choose what type of shipping it is. And uh, I usually don't even add an international shipping. So maybe, no, it just says international is flat rate or calculated. I don't see anything for a global shipping program at all, which would make sense. Well, as a, I know I've, has anybody ever contacted you uh, like directly asking you to ship overseas? Yeah, uh, not overseas. Usually I have Brazil contact me a lot. I keep Brazil. having people say, well, do you not ship to Brazil? I'm like, no, I ship to Canada only. Like they shouldn't even be seeing my ads in there in Brazil unless they say items shipped in Canada that ship. Well, to they, Canada they, but right. Well, they go out of, yeah, they find it circumvented yeah. because my, my ad should be hidden and I get approached all the time. And what I'll do is I'll just give them a ridiculous handling fee. And if they want to pay it, then I'll do it. If they don't, then I don't care. And I'll tell, I'll suggest the global shipping program. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's yeah. just something, I mean, because uh, I, I, the thing is when you're put on the spot, sometimes it's hard to calculate how much it'll cost oh, yeah. to go there. Cause that is, that is one thing that eBay is kind of lacking. It's sometimes it's hard to kind of know what it's going to cost you to ship to like, let's say somewhere in the UK. I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? So when they try to put you on the spot, I can say, well, what does it tell you? And then I'll just think well i'll just give them like a ridiculous thing like i'll do it for another 75 like i sent an arcade board to australia and i didn't want to do it but yeah. the guy was like well <laughs> i'll pay your 200 dollars, and then i'll pay whatever the shipping is and i was like okay well the shipping is gonna be 50 bucks and i'm gonna charge an extra 100 for the handling and so that way it pays customs and all that stuff i need to yeah. pay and he's like okay and it actually didn't even cost me that much but i mean hey i you know i threw I, you know, it's just the way it is. I mean, it did cost, you know, it was a little higher than the 50 I anticipated. It was like 72 or 73, but I still made another 70, little over $70. I mean, before fees. So it was worth it, you know? Yeah. Yep. And it's a hassle for you, you, especially if there's a problem with it and you got to deal with some shipping company shipped across. Sure. Another country. And, and well, that, that is the thing. That's the beauty about the shipping program for us in the States it because global. once it gets to them, it's, it's out, it's, it's done. No, 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 that wasn't, no, 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 that wasn't. I was, okay. I was going to say the differences of somebody who doesn't know when you yeah. go through the global shipping program, if, uh, you cover your butt, you pack it, right. You ship it to them. Once eBay gets it and ships it back out. And I don't know if they inspect it. I'm assuming they might, I they have a feeling they, they might repackage it. They often repackage and it. And I hope they do. I hope they do. That's fine. But once they get it and reship it, you're done. As far as I'm, and I've heard this from an experienced reseller, they can't, they can't point. It's out of there. They just can't do it. And if they attempted to, it'd be an easy re uh, reversal through uh, just making a simple phone call. Yep. So that is kind of the protect. I don't know anybody in the States. I don't know why they wouldn't use the global shipping program. It's just free money. I sell stuff all the time. I just sold a, an action figure that had been stagnant. I had, you know, I had good watchers, but nobody, you know, hey, watchers aren't necessarily buyers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it went somewhere in the UK and, you know, hey, I was more than happy to let them pay the $23 shipping because whatever, <laughs> they, whatever it says they that you get $670 something or whatever that you get from eBay, they're getting more than double. So whatever it is, you know, it's double. If it costs you 14, they charge them more. Oh, just sold yeah. super pair. Oh, there goes that last Wii game. <laughs> Made yeah. a sale. You're good luck. Nice. <laughs> there goes that last one. Another 2374. That's awesome.
Well, that was a very good, um, very good ship or very good purchase. No doubt. Related. All right. Uh, we're moving on to tip, tip corner here then. So tip corner, uh, buying and selling tips. Uh, you're up first, Chris. So you can think of anything. Well, I you kind of just gave, gave the global ship already. <laughs> I, I know. I kind of, I kind of, but uh, didn't you also have something like a pet peeve? In there was that, or am I skipping ahead? Yeah, you can anything that annoys you, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Get anything that annoys you. me. Now, yeah. I I talked about it earlier how it doesn't bother me at yard sales when someone says make an offer because it's in person, so I really feel like I have the advantage in that situation. It bothers me, and uh, don't anybody listening if you've done this recently, don't take it personal because I'm not really talking about you. I'm talking about other situations that I that probably aren't listening here. But um, when someone will have something and they'll be like, hey, I got what you want or I'm selling this. I'm like, oh, great. How much do you want for it? And they're like, well, make me an offer. Well, and, th and the reason it's a pet peeve online is because I don't really feel like I have the vocal advantage because they put the, the tone on whatever you're writing. You know what I mean? Like they're not hearing me speak. Yeah. I, I have a I have a way of talking and a way of, of uh, negotiating and it doesn't come across well in text. And I don't know how they're reacting either. So it's, I'm not, I, I, I'm not able to size them up well. Now let's say it's from a friend. That's another crappy situation because then I feel like, well, I don't want to lowball my friend. You know yeah. what I mean? Or even if it's a, just an acquaintance, like somebody's trying to be friendly to me, but they're like, Hey, just make an offer. I mean, like the other day, this guy had like this cheap manual. He's selling it. He has all these manuals for sale. I said, Hey, you know, I need this one manual. Okay, bud, just make me an offer. I'm like, well, you know, friendly. I mean, I don't know how he read it, but I'm just like, well, hey, man, you're the seller. You know, ha ha, LOL. You know, you tell me. <laughs> so then he then he shoots it right back at me. Well, just make me an offer, bud. And then I, I, I was just in a bad mood that day. Things weren't going well. And I was just like, you know what? Thanks anyway. Like, I, I mean, I'm not going to yeah. haggle over a $4 manual. If you don't want to say $4, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you $2 then. You know, I don't even want to get Seriously. into it. At that I didn't even feel like, <laughs> I just didn't even feel like dealing with it at the moment. And maybe yeah. I was, maybe I was being a dick, you know, and I probably was, but <laughs> I do run into that situation a lot where it's like, Oh, you know, I'm selling, I'm selling earthbound, make an offer, no low ballers. Well, if you're making yeah. me make the offer, guess what you're going to get? Yeah. You know I, I mean? completely agree about that. You can get That's a low I ball offer never, unless you have, I will never make an ad that says that Ooh. ever. I hate that so much. I think it's a dick. I think it's a very, you know, yeah. to me, it's like, be confident in what you're selling. Yeah. You either be want. A, be a confident seller. As a seller, you either want what it's worth, less than it's what it's worth because you want it to go fast or you got it cheap right. or more than what it's worth because you're being a dick or you, you put too much into it or whatever else. Right. You want more than right. what it's worth. So you put a number on it. You know what you want. Nobody else has a clue what you want. If, if you're expecting Absolutely. to get fair offers, then put a fair price on it and someone will just fucking buy it. And you'll probably still get low Right. They'll offers. either buy it. <laughs> right. Well, they'll, exactly. They'll buy it or maybe they will make an offer that you were willing to take anyways. Or yeah. at least you've set the bar. If they try to come in under and you can't hold your water, like if you're not confident in yourself or, oh, I just, you can't deal with the pressure. Because some people aren't negotiators. They, they, they don't like it. And, yeah. I, and I understand that it's, it's a source of anxiety for some people. I get that. So they just say, this is what I'm looking for. And they will still send you offers. And if it doesn't sell, then price it accordingly. I, I Unless do. you feel like uh, you're embarrassed because you're lowering your price. Well, if you're putting that much emotion in it, 
selling isn't your thing. Yeah, I you do have one I mean? friend not supposed to be in a loves who loves the negotiation. He lives for the negotiation. Uh, he lives in the town over from me, and I've done lots of deals with him, and I absolutely hate the negotiation part. Um, unless I'm like buying and I'm being super cheap, like I'll, I'll give myself a number and that'll be it. Um, but when he's selling, he always wants me to put the first number and then he, he plays the game. He takes the number divides right. by two and adds something or, you know what I mean? Like he always has some kind of math in his head on well, how he's going to go. And it has to go through those steps before he comes to the number he has actually wanted. And I hate that so much. Right. I just want the damn number to begin with. Um, but dealing with him, I'm used to that now. So usually what I'll do with him, well, negotiating I'll, I'll just throw out a firm number right off the bat. Say, this is my number firm, done, that's it. Take it or leave it. That's what I do with him. Well, now. and now have you came back on him with, you know, like, come on, man. What's your lowest price? Yes, I've done that. And he's even said, it just, just, this, this, I just keep, come on, dude. Just what's your lowest price? Yeah, I know. He's but even said, this is, I don't game. know. Well, I don't this know. You're do it. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. Well then, then go, then you need to up your game and then go lower next time. Whatever your initial yeah. offer is, go dollars lower, 40, 40% lower. And then he's going to stop playing that game. You know what I mean? Or you're not going to buy stuff from him. And, yeah. We, we've and, basically and stopped that. doing deals lately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the way it is it is hard when well it is hard whenever you want max value out of something that that does i mean sometimes i shoot myself in the foot when i have stuff i and then i'll post a pickup and then uh, you know i'll have uh let's say friends or friendly people ask me for the product yeah sometimes you just gotta politely say no and or you can't i mean because sometimes it's hard to tell somebody well sometimes it's hard to tell somebody look I understand that I just paid $20 for this big lot of games and you, you know, you're thinking of it that way. And I get that, but you also got to think, well, I'm doing this for a reason. I put in a lot of time and effort into yeah. it. This is the I'm all about the world, bros and right? prices and I paid the price, man. You don't know how many empty runs that I went on. This is the one that paid off all those and it's going to fund future runs. Yeah. And this is how I fund my collection and I also fund other things like gas in the tank or food in the belly. But you know what I mean? And I know you're more collection oriented on your sales and that's really cool. But, you know, I, I, I do both. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, the money to me, money is it, it. I don't really care where it comes from, you know, as far as where it's going, where, you know, like I spent this and I have to put this back and do this. And I know people yeah. got their spreadsheets like Bill and, and Joe, you know, and I and I respect that. But um, my spreadsheet's up here, man. Like, I, I know what I've spent, and I know what I made, and I know when I bought it, and I know when I flipped it. I have amazing recall on that stuff. I can pretty much yeah, tell you what I paid for everything I got. And no, I know, and I don't, even, I don't even understand it myself, but I can recall deals that happened 10 years ago. I remember stuff that happened in the 90s, you know, like, it's, but I can't remember what I ate yesterday, so, <laughs> you know. I don't yeah, know. I can really. I don't know, man. I don't know how that works. I, I don't remember most of my deals oh. anymore. And maybe part of that is having the spreadsheet. Um, I think I, I've mentioned this a few times, but uh, several years ago, I used to flip and repair and sell paintball gear. Uh, in order to get myself a better equipment, I would buy stuff, sell it, fund it, keep whatever I wanted, that kind of thing. And uh, at that time, I even used a spreadsheet. And thinking back, there are a few items that I can remember, like I paid this for this and sold it for this especially when it was something that I had been hunting for for a while. Um, but most of them, I don't really remember it. 
I still have that spreadsheet, but I, I don't remember what I paid for most of the stuff. But I do remember the actual deals and the transactions um, and fixing certain things. I'd be like, oh, I bought this gun for a good deal, but it was broken and I fixed it and how good it felt to fix that gun and then get it sold off, right? And how much I paid for it and how much sure. I sold it for. But just usually particular ones. I, well, I think a spreadsheet's good for keeping yourself honest because some people like to forget and they'll focus on like it's like gamblers, for instance. Yeah. And I played poker for many years to make money and I was always honest with myself. If I had a losing session, I, I made sure I was accountable for that. And then you have a winning session, you gotta remember the losing session. And 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 that's really uh it's something you gotta be accountable for. And, and it is the same thing if you're gonna be a, a legitimate you know, reseller, flipper, whatever word you want to put on it, scalper, I don't care, whatever you want to call it, you know what I mean? If you're going to be legitimate, you do have to be honest with yourself and know if you're making money. And, and, and if you're having a good time and you don't really going for the major profit, that's fine too. Yeah. But yeah, it can just be a hobby. Be honest with yourself. yourself. Yeah. It, and there's no, there's no problem with that. That's great. I, I started off as mostly a hobby and it's still uh, mostly a hobby. I mean, I, I do it to make money also, but you know, I mean, you get better at it. So you make more money and it looks like, you know, oh, wow, man, you, you know, you must be living the life. And yeah, there's times, you know, but there's other times where I spend too much, you know, not necessarily <laughs> on the shit that I buy. It's the shit that I keep. You know what I mean? Like you keep too much, then yeah. you're not making anything. Yep. I've done that too. <laughs> All right. Uh, for the tips, I got a tip here too. <clears throat> so um, luckily this podcast will be released in a couple days. So I got some time to do this to more, buy more of these myself, but, um, I found that these are worth more than I expected. So just so you can see in anybody else, uh, it's a original Xbox high definition AV pack. It's the component cable and, uh, optical audio one, uh, model is X 8 dash two, five, three Oh one. Um, I have had these sitting around for a while. Cause I've been picking up old Xboxes, original Xboxes. And I just bought a lot of them, which came with another one, which prompted me to think maybe I should be selling these. Um, and then people were talking about the popularity of this new, um, original Xbox HDMI adapter. And, uh, that got me thinking, you know, I wonder what those sell for. Couldn't find any for me available, but I thought what's the, the next best thing has got to be component. And what do you think these are worth? Uh, went and checked. Uh, oh no, someone made a comment about it being much cheaper. The HDMI thing at 25 bucks US being much cheaper than the component cable option. I'm like, I got component cables for Xbox. Come out the asshole. I got these two of those things and then a couple of the cables. I have three sets of the HD or component cables. So went and checked eBay anyway. And these things were selling for 50 bucks Canadian or 50 bucks, almost 50 bucks US even. Um, and uh, so I listed one. It sold a couple days later. I listed the second one, had some people ask questions. Um, and it's, this one just sold yesterday. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy now I got to go to a local store or a couple local stores and see if they have Start them just them kicking up. around. Right. They might just have them laying around. Absolutely. They're not worth anything. In my opinion, these things are annoying because you still need regular component and audio cables or optical audio cables right. to run to your TV. And that's just a pain in my right. ass to me. Plus this box is sitting somewhere. I'd rather have the one that's just a cable and comes out as component cables, right? Little connectors yep, as opposed yep, to yep. this. But and I've got a couple of those, so I'm happy with those. I got the the monster monster cable one, and well, I've got another one. I would bet there's also a. I'm sorry, I bet there's yeah. also a a level of collectability to it as well. That's I mean, my thought too. But then you'd think they'd want them in box, brand new. Maybe, but not everybody. I mean, yeah. how many NES controllers do you have in box? 
You know what I mean? Or yeah. Nintendo 64 color controllers or whatever. I mean, some people are box and some people aren't. Yeah, that's so true. Maybe. Yeah. No, it's a good point. They just want to and have that's it. Why I originally want to say on... they have a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I had originally planned on keeping one just for that reason, but if they're selling for 50 bucks, I'm not keeping them. <laughs> so I'm digging through well, my stuff. Well, I, I, thought that little... I thought I had a third one somewhere, but. Well, I thought that little um, Guitar Hero uh, ad adapter or whatever that you showed on Twitter, that was pretty nice. I like that. That was That's something I bet you would... Yeah. Wasn't it a Guitar Hero that maybe yeah, went to like receivers. a DS or something or whatever? Or was it to a DS or was it for... Uh, yeah, what for was it for? PS2 and Wii I've sold. PS2, okay, PS3 PS2 and Wii. Wii. Yeah. Okay, you see, that stuff that you know... I mean... See, that's something where a lot of Wii owners and a lot of PS2 owners went through the rock band phase. And a lot yeah. of that crap gets stuck in bins at yard sales or even in thrift stores. And that to me, that seems like a like a yeah, I'll rip off Metal Jesus who ripped off everybody, a hidden gem of a, <laughs> of a, a thing to buy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know it's a good thing that seems slip. like something you could get for a couple of bucks. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah, I've got them in garage sales for 50 cents. I've got them thrift stores all the time too those those wireless dongles for the keyboard or sorry for the, the guitars and the drums even the drum ones do not sell nearly as good though um but i think i've sold about five no, but I, I, some of those different models there's something about that stuff that you know there's going to be a point where all that guitar hero stuff is going to start becoming nostalgic for a group of people that get to that age you yeah. know what i mean you got to think about it like for me, you know, my disposable income started hitting was, you know, NES Super Nintendo, you know, because I knew it's like, well, this is the stuff I had when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm going to go back and buy that stuff. And a lot of collectors now are in for GameCube, um, you know, phase. But, you know, PlayStation 2 also overlaps in that as well. Yeah. So you got to figure there's, there's that's really going to start to be so one of those things. Yeah. right oh for sure i mean the fact that well i mean part of that number is inflated because the the fat boys the dvd drives went out so they oh. <laughs> people had to go rebuy them <laughs> there, there is something to that that number being a little inflated gotcha. but um nonetheless there was still a shitload of ps2 sold regardless yeah. of that number you know yep. regardless of the trade-in but um yeah, I mean, you know, those those are kind of things that I would pick up, you know, like definitely. I mean, you can I know people who really go after the guitars and actually do well, but see, that's not really a shipping item. That's more like a local yeah. sale. If you had a if I had a shop, I would, you know, somebody wants to bring me one of those guitars for 50 small day cuz I yeah. think you can make a good 10 to 15 bucks on them in person. I don't know what they're going for yeah. online, but there is stuff that sells in person because my buddy has a shop and, and people will come in there and ask what things are and don't check because there is a certain people who really don't know what things are worth and really yeah. don't know how to go about finding it. It's just if it's worth it to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that on the would guitars, be something if you have a shop or something. Uh, Josh, uh, Creepleet. This is uh, Creep1337 on uh, Twitter and YouTube and everything. You were, he was messaging you about those N64 games. He was the guy I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get back to so him. Right, yeah. He, uh, he actually him. has sold several of those guitars on eBay. Uh, I think he only sells it in Canada is my guess, because that would simplify shipping quite a bit. But uh, he, sure. he sold several of them. He, bought, he actually took one off me in a trade a while ago, and I think he sold that one off. That was probably like two years ago now, but yeah. So I, it is it is resellable. Um, 
like you said, shipping. Sure. But you know, there's another, there's another angle to that too, is if you have a store that will give you decent trade in credit. Yeah. And if you could yeah. be picking them up for a dollar or $2 and a store will give you eight or $9, I mean, that adds up quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just depending. Cause some stores will do that. There was a time where you were getting pretty decent trade-ins at let's say GameStop. I mean, or were uh, EB games in Canada. There was a time where they were giving decent credit and you can trade up. And next thing you know, you're in the $40, $50 range. You get yourself a new game. Yeah. But I don't think they take them anymore. But there are local guys who might. Little mom and pop shops. You never know. Yep. That's what I was thinking. They probably won't take them anymore. But yeah, all the other places might. Or even pawn no, shops. No, I don't think they would. Pawn shops, maybe. Ah, uh, yeah. Pawn shops. They're all uh, Pawn shops are brutal. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I don't think you're going to get much out of a pawn shop. There's one pawn shop that's uh, fairly close to me that is literally over half video games. That's pretty much all they do is video games. That's actually pretty nice. Yeah, I haven't been there. Does in a while. Uh, Joel go to that? Is that the is that the pawn shop that Joel's always hitting up? You know, my buddy from uh, Instagram. I don't think he is, but I don't know. No, no, he hits up uh, Hawk Shop. He, he he hit. Well, I didn't. Well, here they're the same, but um, okay. maybe well, they're no, distinguished the in Canada. Name. Pawn Shop, Hawk Shop. The brand name is Hawk. oh, it's the actual the brand name. Animal, Hawk Shop. The okay, yeah, because he gets them. I can't yeah, believe what he actually gets out of a, a Hawk yeah. Shop pawn shop. Well, you know what? That's where I get an advantage over some people because um, sometimes for my work, uh, I'll do um, I'll do field trips. You know, I'll take people places. Okay, and yeah. I don't have to. I mean, right off the bat, I don't have to pay gas. I can park wherever I want. I can do whatever I want. Once I drop them off, I can go. I go out and hunt. And, um, I make, you know, make a point of it. If you have a job that lends itself to that, you know, get, make a game plan, bring yeah. cash and know where you're going. Yeah. I wish I did. I, I kind of wish that actually Josh, Josh, as we were just talking about him creepily, he, uh, drives a truck for work and he does the same thing. He'll hit up places when he can, uh, all over the place and towns around here. So that helps him too. I think, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I, I, I got the funniest uh, look. Oh yeah. I, was I got the funniest look because I drive a bus as well. I've, I've told yeah, him. Yeah, oh, for sure. I told him and he tried to. Right. He told me, uh, he started giving me the whole, he don't have a mic thing. I was like, dude, he did that to me too. Mike. I used one for like two years. I, I used I one for two years. Nobody knew the difference. I, I told him I'll drive to his house. Well, there it is. <laughs> I just saw him again actually last weekend uh, at a mall in Toronto. I was in his neck of the woods. So, uh, and, and said hi to him and told him we were going to be doing this and he's got to be a guest sometime. He sounded interested. So. Yeah, he's great, man. I, I love the guy. He yeah. he's easily my favorite Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's two now, two that are both. Yeah, no, he no no no. By far, he's my favorite Canadian. <laughs> oh man. Okay, uh, we're gonna take a quick break here just for a little commercial. Hi, this is Player One of the Characters Club, and today I'd like to talk to you about one of my favorite podcasts, Media Mavens. Media Mavens is hosted by Pam and Riley. And they cover a wide range of topics from television to video games, K-pop to movies, and they make every show entertaining. In an industry that's awash in 30-something-year-old dudes, it's refreshing to get a point of view that doesn't sound like a carbon copy. I highly suggest you check out Media Mavens. They air every second Monday on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You won't be disappointed. And we're back. So, the next section here is story time. Uh, this is any any stories or lessons learned you want to explain or tell the people. Um, first up, oh, of course, I screwed up and I forget to do anything. Uh, it's me first. I have nothing planned at all. So, Chris, if you want to go ahead, you can you can get it. <laughs> <up. laughs> 
All right. Well, I mean, you know, I'm never short to tell us a story or two, but um, so yesterday, uh, I, you know, I, a buddy of mine, Jay, I haven't seen him in a while. I mean, we keep contact, you know, texting and stuff like that, but we haven't hung out in a little while, um, just schedules or whatever. So I decided, uh, you know, yesterday was a rainy day. It wasn't a lot of hunting, but he sells games. So I thought, you know, I'll just come and see what he got. Cause a lot of times he'll have, to, you know, he doesn't update his prices all the time. So I went, I snagged me, you know, about eight Nintendo 64 games on the cheap. You know, I was happy with the purchase and an amiibo and everything, but you know, we after getting talking, it's like, hey, let's go get something to eat. That ended up turning into, well, there's a thrift store right here, nice. and <laughs> we hit a detour, and oh, look, there's another thrift store. And then we end up at um, now. There's this local thrift store. Um, I I won't say the name uh, because he asked me not to say the name, which you know, whatever. Who's listening from Fresno? But but if whatever. Yeah. It's uh, it's just sure. I, I, he asked me not to, so I'm not going to. But let's let's just say the name of it is Luigi, okay? And it's Luigi's store. So we go to, and he's in this old uh, cracker building in, um, you know, the downtown area that it used to be a factory at one time. But you, and I should have took some video, and I actually was going to, but my hands got full really quickly. But this place is. <sighs> It, you go into it and it looks like there's junk everywhere. And all of a sudden, like all you're seeing is trash, trash. And then your eyes will focus in. It's like, Oh, there's an Apple three monitor. What the fuck? And Oh, there's a stack of DVDs and Oh, there's a antique radio and there's a, this and there's that. I mean, it's, it's a mix of everything. It's a mix of garbage and everything. And they try to organize it, but they get in so much donations. Hmm. it's overwhelming it's overwhelming but it's this huge place but essentially you're working for your deal because you got to hunt this place is i don't huge. mind that yeah. and i oh i love it but uh, if you go there with anything set in mind you'll probably be disappointed like if you go there and say oh i hope to find games that's probably not going to happen i don't ever have any expectations i just go there and look well yesterday uh, i found an apple 3 monitor which sells for about 100 bucks i mean about half of that's the shipping but even yeah. so, I could probably get 60 out of it if I wanted to. I could probably get 60 for me and about 45 shipping. So I could probably get a little over 100. It's a nice, pretty nice shape. Vintage, it's really nice. Um, <clears throat> I also got, um, what else did I get? I got a couple of floppy disks for just threw them in. But they were kind of cool because, you know, it's like the old five and a half inch big ones. They're not really worth nothing, but one of them had Mario Brothers on it. So I kind of thought that was cool. One of them was in an old Apple sleeve. And I haven't seen one of them in a while, so I thought it was cool. But where I made the money was is um, he had all these old models. And that, that might be something that most people might not think much about is models. Um, and I'm not talking about models that are put together. I'm talking about the ones that are still in the boxes that haven't been put together. Basically, new old stock. Yeah. And this stuff is like, when I say new old, this is actually like probably 50s and 60s old. Some of them, a lot of it was from Germany. You know, the, the the instructions were both English and German. But anyway, so I went through that. I grabbed a stack, about nine of them. He he got a lot more than me, but, I mean, it was just by design. At that point, I already had shopped a lot that day, and I was kind of trying to minimize. I was thinking I was going to go out today. I actually didn't, you know, today being Sunday. Um, but anyways, nonetheless, I, I, I big deal. You know, the guy initially wanted 100 
So I kind of haggled a little bit, telling them like, oh, well, if you knew how much I had to dig for, you know, being really friendly, <laughs> I reminded him that I knew his cousin, you know, because his cousin works with me. I was like, hey, you know, what about Cindy? Come on now. Don't let her down. And, you know, joking around. So I ended up getting him down to 60. Uh, yeah, 60 bucks for everything. We ended up. Right. Everything. The monitor, all the models and some other little trinket that's escaping me right now is nothing, nothing major, just a couple little odds and ends. But the, the bulk of it was the models and the and the and the monitor. But, you know, after, you know, I hammered out the sale or the listings. That's another thing I'll tell you. It's, you know, it, it's easy to buy shit. And everybody likes to sell stuff, but if you don't list it, it's not going to sell itself. So you really have to set aside the time, you know, like I, it took me about an hour to list everything. I listed 14 items. I still have a few items to, to list. I haven't tested some couple electronics or whatever, but, um, if you don't do it, it's not going to list itself. So, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, you want a job, but you don't go apply. You know what I mean? Like it's not, yeah. you know, people aren't going to knock on the door and say, Hey, let me hire you. It's, it doesn't work that way. You got to work for it. So Get your listings up quick. And, you know, and I got them all listed. It's all hammered out. Now I don't have to think about it. Now I just got to sit back and and either it'll sell or I'll have to adjust prices at some point. But either way, it's out of my hair. Um, we did. We had one other stop that was pretty cool that you might not think much about. But there's these little TVs. They're like 13-inch, uh, 14-inch televisions. They're the small sets. But they had, uh, they uh, they came, uh, they were themed. There's like a Ninja Turtle. There's a SpongeBob, which I actually have one of those with the okay. remotes. Those remotes, if you can find the remotes that go to those TVs, and there's a Mickey Mouse, there's a Disney princess. Batman, Spider-Man, those kind of things too. Right. Th I think those are different manufacturers, the okay. Batman and Spider-Man. But nonetheless, it's the same idea. The, same, yeah. the concepts the concepts still the same. Um, But the remotes go... So if you can just even find the remote, if you find, and a lot of times you'll see that maybe that's not the first thing you go to when you go to your favorite hunting spot or picking spot, however you want to call it, but make sure you make that round, go through the remotes, check it out. And because, I mean, you're looking at $30, a lot of times they're not going to charge you, but maybe a buck or two, even on the high end, I've, I've picked up $5 remotes that I've sold for $35. I'll do that all day, but Anyways, I got the, but those TVs also had matching DVD players that would fit underneath them. Yep. They're separate. You don't have to have the television, but I got the DVD player and that's going to be, you know, about a $50 sale plus another 40 something in shipping. So people are paying up for these 80 to hundred dollars. They'll pay for them. So, and you know, it might not work. I mean, I turned it on and powered on. I didn't have a way to test the DVD function, but it was $15, but every green tag was half off at this one particular thrift store. I'll gamble $750. I'm all right with that. You know what I mean? Plus, I got this vintage doorbell. I posted it up asking people what they thought it was. And most I nobody, that. I mean, one person got close. They said uh, intercom or something. And, and yeah, uh, I might have also did it on. Yeah. Right. That's and bad. and it's true. Uh, the the new, t um, is it new touch or? No, nah, I can't remember. I don't know. I forget the name of it. Yeah, me too. Um, they, uh, new tone? New they, tone, I think new tone. There you go. I don't know how new come tone. I don't know that my own product that's here. That's fine. That's fine. right. New tone. <laughs> and, um, they also, they did make intercoms as well. And, and, uh, I don't know if they're still in business, but it was definitely something that was big in like the forties, fifties, sixties and eighties. I think it's seventies. It's an Addy Ohio on it. Didn't it? I think. Yep. Yep. It's an American product, but this was, uh, you know, and I saw it, I knew what it was exactly right away. I mean, it, it almost looks like an old box where if you would have went to a drive-in, 
and uh, you know those old those old box you would attach to your window. It had that little vibe to it, but I knew what it was when I saw it. I picked it up to two fifty. I got it listed right now for fifty plus shipping. Somebody has an auction going right now. They've already got thirty dollars in bids on theirs. Yep. So I sell first, <clears throat> and I'm fine with that. You know what yep. I mean? I don't mind waiting my turn. But the last, the high end completed sales sold for what I listed it at. So I'll wait. You know what I mean? I don't mind for a two fifty dollar investment. I don't mind waiting. But anyways, that was my little adventure yesterday. Pretty good. Had a good time. You know, got to hang out with a friend. We got to do some stuff. Hey, and then you know the best thing was we used his vehicle, so I didn't have to pay the gas. So. <laughs> <laughs> Extra profit. <laughs> Let's dip it in there. That's good. Yep. All right. Well, I, I didn't come up with a story, but I came up with a couple ideas or tips. Now I got to remember where I put them. Oh, my God. What is going on with me? Uh, one thing was, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Camel, Camel, Camel. It's a website that lets you track Amazon prices. So you can go on there and um, add in products from Amazon that you're looking to buy. And it, you can set up alerts for when it goes on sale. So that's okay. something that, that can come in really handy. If there's something on Amazon, let's say a game you're looking at or a controller, you're like, I don't really want to pay up for this, but I'll wait, right? Wait for it to come down in price. Yeah. You can set up a sale notification for it to let you know when that thing comes on sale. So that's that's, that's my tip uh, in this whole that's wrong section. Tip. But uh, there's also a Canadian version of it too. It's the same site, I believe. But just uh, you go to the, something like go to Canada or something like that when you go to their site, camelcamelcamel.com. Um, the second thing is, I don't know, this isn't so much a, it's kind of a story. So this guy posts an ad on Kijiji. I think it's still there. Let me double check because I, I can get the wording right. So he's got the a post an ad. The title is PS3, PS2, PS1, Xbox 360, Xbox Wii games. And the picture is just a bunch of, like it's a, a cartoon of a bunch of controllers. And he says, tons of games with cases and without. Without case, $2 to $5. To with case, $4, $10. Contact me through Kijiji Messaging for game list and pricing. I'm like, okay, so he's some kind of reseller, I guess. Let's just see what he's got. Maybe he's got something good. Who knows? So I messaged the guy with, yeah, let me let, send me your price list. And that is followed up by him sending me 36 emails with each one being an individual photo. Okay. Each fucking email is a single photo. And it's mostly... I, I would have almost been worried that there were... Uh, you caught a virus at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have... This is with Kijiji, and there's an app for it, so they all show up as well in the messenger. So I can see that they are all just photos it just showed in there as photos okay because it ignores the text or or maybe it didn't i don't even know what the hell it did but uh he just put here's a picture and then a picture uh, maybe he even used the app to send it i'm not sure but um it is just a pile of shitty games that nobody wants like fucking espn 2k5 nhl 2k16 or 2k6 and uh just a bunch of crappy games Nobody would be interested in. I don't know why you didn't put it all in one photo. Maybe, you know, uh, Kijiji lets you do, I think, eight photos. So you just put eight photos up there. Maybe put some of the pictures together. Lay the shit out better. But there's, like, nothing good. And it's really fucking annoying that he had to send me 36 photos of nothing good. If you're listing stuff on Kijiji or on eBay or Craigslist or Kijiji, I guess, just put a damn picture and... 
put the things. Even if he had written a list out, I guess that's the problem. Is some people are just too lazy. But he said, message yeah, me. Man, for a price. I want a price list. Where's the price list? Talk to talk to tax. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're too lazy to type, just talk it in your that's phone. True. That's true. Of course, Never it will be full that. of errors, but you know, maybe the gist will get through. Yeah, no, it would. And I don't think he even sent me a price list in all of this. I'm still going through all the photos because this is ridiculous. Now, was there a, was there a phone number involved in there at any point? Uh, no, no phone number. Because see, sometimes I'll, I'll uh, when I have a difficult situation like that, I will yeah. try to circumvent it. Just try to get down to like, you know, because some people aren't text savvy, yeah. and yeah. it's hard to believe in 2018. But um, if there's ever a number involved, I'll just call. And you know what I mean? There was no phone number posted. And myself, I found that I get so many bad experiences that I try and avoid using the phone because it's more of a waste of time. Oh, I, I understand. But I'll, I'll give you one positive experience that uh, that I always like talking about. Um uh, Craigslist ad, a Craigslist ad popped up locally, and uh, it was just a, just a stack of gems, right? I mean, it was all NES. This is about three years ago. All NES, but it was it was all thirty dollars, twenty three dollars, yeah. River City Ransom, you know, all the good stuff, right? I mean, the mid tier stuff, nothing rare, but Ducktales, all the stuff that you would want. Easy, easy traders, flippers. Yeah. A lot of people need it for holes in their collection, whatever. Um, well, it posted up, and the guy, uh, somebody had mentioned it, like, hey, I, I, I'm not in town, but if you guys want it, here you go. Well, everybody's messaging him. Well, I saw the number. I just called him. I got him right on the phone, and yeah. I stayed on the phone. And yeah, I, I kept him on the phone until I got there. I yeah, I oh, I didn't know if I had mentioned it. But, yeah, I, I, so. I kept him on the phone until I got there. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. If you could call him, call him. Sorry if I if I uh, already told no, that. No, it's fine. It's, so, it's such a story it, for me. It did, but I don't remember. Um, the, I think the context was different. But yeah, I, I there was but no it was phone number here. Yeah. No, no. If you can't, you can't. But um, and with this guy, the thing is, know, there was nothing in the ad to tell me he had anything good. And, and right, he's all the just photos, giving you broad shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the other thing that I'm not titles, familiar with. Like NRA Gun Club, is that any good? No, apparently not. Probably not. But I mean, it's weird. And there are those. Oh, well, that's. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is, there's literally like in this pile of stuff, there's maybe 10 games in in cart cases. It's just junk. But if I hadn't ever messaged them, I wouldn't have found out. So there's one thing. (laughs) Ah, you scratched the itch. Because I hate not knowing too, right? If I see something like that and I don't message the person, it would bother me. It would bother me for days yep. that I never messaged the guy. There's several times where I've had that happen where I just don't message him. And, and uh, it bothers me for a while after that. I never found out what that was. Could have missed something good. It's kind of like the days where you well, don't for me, it's kind of... or, or garage sales. Right. You're like, shit. What well, to me, it's when I don't go, when I don't go early and I don't okay. score at like, I, I don't like Let's say it's a Sunday and I don't go early to swap me, but I, I am kind of lazy and I go in a little late and I don't score. All I could think about is what I didn't get. Yeah. And I was telling my friend, I was like, I'd much rather get up at 6am or 5am or whatever to get to the swap meet, stay there for three or four hours, not get a damn thing than show up at nine o'clock and the exact same, exact same experience happened yeah. because all I'll think is, man, I should have got here early. Yep, yep. I've That's all I'll think. Sales. You know I mean? 
going through garage sales yeah, and then, so. I, then I see CJR going through the garage sales. I'm yeah. Like, I should have got here <laughs> yeah. earlier. I should have got here earlier. <laughs> yeah. With this little secret camera. Yeah. You need to get me one of those. Yeah, I know. I thought about it too, but I didn't bother. What? You don't need it. You're just, you're just recording it for someone else. You don't need it for yourself. Right. That's the thing I thought of. I don't know. When I was considering it last. It, I was like, what am I going to use it for? It'd be fun, document it, I guess. I don't know. You never yeah. know. It could be the. You never know. You could be the next PewDiePie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm too lazy. I don't get around to editing the shit. No time. Right. Well, time maybe get somebody. Shit. Well, there you go. <laughs> that's it. Priorities, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's my uh, lamest story. So uh, the next section here is discussion topic. Uh, collection update is kind of like uh, uh, whatever we feel like doing with this section, but uh, um, we've already talked to Chris about how he doesn't track things. It's all in his memory. That's good. Um, Chris is first. Um, anything you want to throw out about your collection itself or uh, even a topic you want to bring up? Well, I'll tell you, we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, so I'll just get it out. It's kind of a tip too. I probably should have said it earlier, but um, you know that GameCube uh, NR reader that I was selling on eBay? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I don't know if I had mentioned it, but um, I actually had it listed last year, too, for a while, and eBay pulled it, and they said that Nintendo did a copyright claim. But to be more specific, it wasn't necessarily exactly eBay. It's, it's, a, it's an email you never want to get, and it's from uh, the, the Vero division. V-E-R-O. If you get that, you kind of know there's you're into some shit. So they had sent it to me. They told me that uh, Nintendo had put a claim on it. They uh they were that I was violating their copyright and and it was poorly worded. So I was thinking, you know, do they think this is stolen? Because you know, it is a development kit or something yeah. like that. Because I mean, those things are supposed to be disposed of. And if they want to push the issue, they can. But every not for resale cart is supposed to be disposed. Every yeah. and I mean eBay's littered with it. So I didn't understand why they were focusing on me. It kind of pissed me off, but I didn't feel like dealing with it. I sent, e I, you know, they gave me Nintendo, like a, like a direct email to Nintendo. I, I messaged them. I, I, you know, I thought I was articulate. I felt like I got my point across. Well, never got a response. Okay. Um, so I just let it sit in there. Cause I, I wasn't really that anxious to sell it anyway. It didn't really matter to me. I already had sold a disc for double what I paid for the whole thing anyway. So, yep. um, so I decided a couple months later, I, I looked it up again and there's like seven listings and I'm just oh like, God. what the fuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I went ahead and relisted it and I went through and I buzzwords. I, I try to steer away from like development or dev. I just went with just exactly what it is in our reader. I just left it at that. Okay. And it, and it expired about, it, it went through a, about a two month cycle of expiring. I kept getting offers they were lower than I want. My number was 350. Okay. And I mean, I had as much as somebody offered me 300 and I was just wasn't going to budge because I knew I was coming up to convention soon and I felt like it'd be a great trade item to take with me. Okay. So I figured, eh, fuck it. So well, logic, about right. About three or four days before the trade, the convention came up, I got another message from eBay saying that they had pulled my ad 
And but this time I was a little more serious. Not only did they pull my ad, they threw a seven day suspension on me. Uh, oh, a suspension that I couldn't say I couldn't list any new. Whatever I had that was listed could stay listed, but I couldn't okay. alter the listings in any way. Okay, so I couldn't I couldn't adjust any prices. I could I could end the listing if I wanted to, but I couldn't do anything to the listing. I couldn't change the description. I couldn't do anything to it. Whatever was listed had to stay as is, or I had to take it off. Hmm. Um, I didn't really have a lot of stuff to list at the moment, but the second you have something taken away from you, you feel like what the fuck, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you know, of course, I, you know, I'm very serious about my account. Called eBay right away. Didn't matter. They couldn't do nothing. I get supervisors. I went up the chain. Didn't matter. I had to go through this Vero division, but they won't take phone calls. You can only email them. Um, so I emailed them. They took three days to get back to me. I finally started going back and forth with somebody. I pled my case. I told them how I purchased this legally. I purchased it from the owner, which isn't quite true, but I do know who bought it from the owner. So okay. I'm just, you know, essentially it's kind of one of those situations where I know it came from the person who used to work at Longitech. Um, okay. and they had it legally. They didn't steal it. Now, granted, they didn't dispose of it the way they did, but the company actually paid for it. So how, wh however you want to call it, it was their legal yeah. property to sell. They did it. Yep. And I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure the GameCube copyright for the games was still in effect. I mean, obviously you can't sell the game, but can't, they can't stop you from making a game for the GameCube. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, mm -hmm. the Tengen had won that case. They, I mean, if I wanted to develop a game for GameCube, I can make my own game. I don't need to go through Nintendo. They, but I, what am I yeah. going to do? Fight a billion-dollar company for a three hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> sale? No, no. So I, I didn't even. So I had, you know, I, I just basically just resent the same. You know, I just copied it and pasted it and resent the same thing to Nintendo to cover my bases, and I kept going back and forth. Well, I got the suspension reduced. Not that they wanted to, but I just kept, I was very persistent. I was just like, listen, you know, I'm not, you know, cause they're like, you know, I'm like, there's seven other items. Well, if you want to report them, no, that's not my job to report them. That's, I don't care. But what I'm saying is, are you telling me there's reproductions? There's all kinds of counterfeit products that eBay is promoting. Why are you coming after a legal product? This isn't yeah. stolen. This isn't, this isn't counterfeit. Nonetheless, like what did Nintendo he got, he probably tell just got fed up. Did Nintendo say we own this, so we don't? Right. Well, they uh, they got a letter from a Nintendo attorney, so it was serious because the guy told me he goes, "Listen, if this was just some Jack, because I thought it was some, I thought it was a yeah, bitter other person, yeah. a bitter buyer who I wasn't accepting his offer that was reporting it, claiming to be Nintendo. They're like, no, no, we got legal papers served to us. We had to remove it. We had no choice. I was hmm. like, all right. I was like, well, I'll Why tell you what, I'm never gonna listen. It's like, fuck." Why mine and the other ones are still up. That's the frustrating part. Now, my buddy Jay had an interesting take on it because a couple of them are listed in Germany and maybe Nintendo has no restriction. Like they have no jurisdiction yeah, yeah. there. Like maybe the laws there prevent them from going after those. That could be a thing. There might be stronger copyright laws in the United States. Maybe that's part of the deal. Either way, I'm not fucking with Nintendo. <laughs> you know what I mean? They say yeah. no. I, I, I'm fine with that. I should have took the first warning more seriously. I yeah, but how you, I should have. I don't think you were undue because you tried contacting Nintendo and nothing happened. They yeah. never even got back to you. To yeah, say, but please don't sell it. Like <laughs> correct, I, 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 but it's also kind of like that law. It, 
ignorance isn't an excuse type of thing. I mean, there are very strict, there are very strict, very like there, like if I have another restriction happen to me, I will have to go through a program. I'll have to prove that I understand what the program is. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like, I'm not going to mess with them. There's other items that you have to watch out for. Like, um, uh, what's that? Uh, the one about the, where you're learning other languages, um, the Rosetta Rosetta Stone. stone. Yeah. You cannot sell them. P90X is another one they'll go after. Um, there's a couple other ones. Yeah, I've heard my buddy of, Jay knows a lot. And I've heard a lot of t-shirt he, brands. He can, and, is it Monster Energy? Monster Energy yeah. doesn't let you sell hats and stuff. So that'll be pulled down. Uh, it might be, but yeah. I just know that there's a few that I just avoid. I, I mean, a good way to know whether or not you're in the red. I mean, in the safe zone is. I mean, look it up, and if you see. 100 listings you probably know you're good <laughs> you know what i mean if you see one or two listings and you think you're on the fence about it you might want to do a little more research or take the time to contact Nintendo or uh, ebay just to find out pretty sure anyways I ended up trading it at uh i was actually happy though because i ended up uh trading it for three i would say rare ish super nintendo games and some cash at the convention so it actually I ended up getting more than my 350 in value anyway so it kind of worked out Okay. Yeah. But uh, there's my story. Brands, people are curious. Dr. Dre, um, Ray Bans. Yeah. Ray Ban as well. Yeah. Beats are tough. Well, the problem with Beats and Ray Bans is there's so many counterfeits out there. Yeah. I think that's the They thing. started attacking everything. I think uh, another thing, like on. Thing. I was told recently that Amazon, um, to sell DVDs, you have like, uh, you have to to be able to prove that you bought $5,000 worth of merchandise from a distributor before you can sell DVDs on Amazon. Jesus. So if you look at the if you look at the used Amazon prices, they're actually a lot higher than you would think. And, and it was like, I, I didn't even know that. But my buddy, who he's all about the Amazon, and he's just like, yeah, you can't even sell DVDs on Amazon unless you want to go through this. Uh, you have to have some sort of bond and all that. It's like crazy shit. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah because they got sued by a few movie companies for selling pirated DVDs, and so they're oh, out. No. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, Amazon's like, like, nah, we're not dealing with it. Especially if the seller seals it, makes it look good. They're not going to open that shit yep. and make sure yep. it's legit. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I hadn't thought of that, but, oh, man. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yep. I, I keep so you hearing prove about it. All, the, all, the, all the problems with selling on, on uh, Amazon. I keep hearing about them all the time from people who sell. Not good. Not good uh, yeah, there's a uh, you know how um, you'll have your big sales in December, but then there's yeah. uh, what they call uh, what, what do they call a uh, returnerary or something, or they oh, have a name oh, for okay. it, like <laughs> all the returns that come back in January. Gotcha. So um, that's funny. Uh, Black Friday mm-hmm. isn't necessarily your best friend. There's a lot of impulse buys that go on to December that you get back in January, and oh, important of being part of the prime. Is you got to accept everything back. There's no exceptions. So that sucks. Uh, yeah, yep. I, don't, I don't wish that. I, I actually have my eBay account set to not return, not accept returns. However, I know that won't actually apply. Apparently, if the person buys or re- does a return through eBay or sorry through PayPal, they can apparently yep. still get around that. But yeah. Yeah, PayPal, uh, most people aren't savvy enough to go through PayPal. But if they send it back to you. And you don't want to accept it. Your best bet is to actually reject the package. Yeah, yeah. Don't take possession of it. Don't take yeah. possession of it. You just tell the post office to send it right the fuck back where it came from. Um, that's your best big. I made that mistake. Uh, a guy sent me a package back, 
And uh, I just accepted. I didn't realize what even what it was, to be honest. When I got home, I was like, oh, shit, that's that one thing. And we were still in the middle of talking about the return. Huh. And uh, he went right to PayPal. And PayPal told me, it's like, listen, you can't have both. You can't have the item and the money. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. all right, that makes sense. You know what I mean, I can't argue with that. That's perfect logic. I was like, I can send it back to him. Like, nope, too late. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, all right. You almost have to have people's names on hand to know when it comes back, whether there's somebody you sold something yeah, to. Or just, or know what you're, uh, know what you're expecting. Yeah. But, you know, I'll, I'll, when I go to the post office with a package that came in the mail, they'll hand me or I'll hand them the slip that came on my, on my door or in my mailbox. If I miss the package or and yep. it's too big to fit or requires signature, for example, hand them the slip and they'll usually say, okay, sign here. And then they go to the back room and get the package while I'm signing. Yep. You don't even know what and it is. I've, I've right. already signed for it, which sucks. Yep. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. Uh, they they have, got you. I have my spreadsheet and I have a separate tab of my spreadsheet that contains the names of the people that have bought from me. So that might be a good reference when I have packages coming that wow. I don't know where they came from. Wow. That's I, I, you know what I, and I'm not, I'm nowhere near a, a high, super high seller, but I've sold so many items now. I couldn't imagine writing all that shit down. Yeah. I do it as it it's goes. Too late. So it's I'm, I'm too far right. in. No, no, I'm yeah, too yeah. far. Right. I'm too far yeah. in at this point. There's no way out. Yeah. yeah I'm done. I, could, I, I can never, I couldn't even get all that information back if I wanted to. Yeah, especially with eBay because eBay purges it after ninety days. It's gone. They do well. They'll they'll throw it in that secondary thing where you wow, but you can't see what the item. Was. This person bought something for you. Yeah, but eventually it just it goes in? away completely. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, there there's probably a product number, and you probably could do a Google search and still find it. But at some sure. point, it does go away, and that's that. Yeah, I was thinking you probably your, could your still find the item. The best place then. And th there's that too, but at some point, how much time? I mean, at my, for me, the yeah. time invested would not be worth it. I mean, I'm looking at eight, nine hundred sales, at, and I'm not even saying that's a lot, but I mean, that's no, still that's... way more than I'm willing to invest. I'm at, I'm at 50, you know? 60, 67 sales I've had now total. So, oh, well, dude, you're, you're fucking moving on up, dude. Uh, it's, it's decent. It was 55 or 56 like, a month ago, right? <laughs> Well, you you, you start to get those plateaus, right? Like, I mean, you know, eventually you, yeah. you want your first 20 sales or 400 or whatever. So they start releasing the money to you. And then uh, then you want to get to like 50 or 100, you know, the 100 becomes the mark. And like, yeah. I'm looking at a thousand feedback, you know what I mean? Like, I got more than a thousand sales, I'm sure. But I'm looking for that thousand feedback now. It's so frustrating when you know you do a really good job. You sent the package, they got it. You know they're happy with it because if they weren't, they would contact you. Yeah. But then you don't get no feedback. But do you? I will tell you, time? unless you're early. Uh no, I, I'm I start not gonna put a little piece of paper. I, I, I start. Please do it. Paper. I mean it. I, yeah. I, well, I I email people directly and I personalize it because it okay. uh, you know my, the way my phone works. I mean it memorizes basically what I'm gonna say. So like once I type in thank. Yeah. It'll yep. finish, you know, starts going, thank you for your purchase. <laughs> I was just you know, noticing that. I was just oh. noticing that on my phone the other day. I was replying back to someone on Kijiji and I said, yes, the item is uh, still available. When do you want to pick it up? I just clicked the answer right. the words. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you just keep clicking them. So, um, you know, it's good to try to personalize those things. I would say unless you're early on in the feedback, though, don't ever solicit feedback via message. I mean, like in the yeah. paper, in the box is fine. But if they don't, because 
I, I don't know if I told the story last time, but it's a quick one. Uh, early on, I would do that because I was hungry for feedback. So like yeah. I would, you know, when I saw they got it, I knew a few days it went by, I would message them. Hey, thanks again. I really appreciate your purchase. You know, if you have any time, you know, could you please, you know, leave me five star feedback? It really helps, you know, and I just left it at that. And then again, I thanked them again for the purchase, wrapped it up. And I would do that, you know, uh, a couple times a week, right? You know, try to catch up on sales. If I see people who didn't do it, you know, I definitely would do it about three or four times a month. And I did that probably for about a year. And then one day I saw a particularly old one that was about 30 days or so. And I had messaged her, same rap. And she replied with an email that I did not want to receive. <laughs> it was, <laughs> um, well, you know, actually what you sent me broke. And it was broken when we got it. And so as I'm reading this, all I can think is, fuck, I just opened up this can of worms. I mean, it was yeah. a, it was like a $180 sale. You know what I mean? I only paid a dollar for it. So like it was major profit. And uh, she goes, but you're lucky. My son wanted it anyways. So um, it was funny because as I was telling the story to my buddy, he goes, that's when you just like walk away from the keyboard. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, like, that message, so, never got it. I replied to her. <laughs> right no but I, I i replied to her and i just told her you know i'm really sorry i'm really sorry about that i didn't offer any refunds or anything like that but i definitely yeah. um i definitely express express remorse and just told her if i can do anything to help you please let me know and thankfully i never heard from her again <laughs> whether it was feedback or whatever i never heard anything from her again and it wasn't my fault you know the, the post office stuck something on it had it not been that much, I would have pursued the insurance. I think if I would have put insurance on it, I definitely would have went the insurance route with her. Yeah. So she could have got her money, could have kept the product. It wouldn't have cost me anything else, but she would have been happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But she would have only been insured of like 50 bucks. I mean, we're talking like, a, you know, and I'm not paying the difference. You know what I mean? Um, I would have if she pressed the issue. I wouldn't have had no choice, I guess. I don't know. I think I could have fought that one, though. But either way, uh, you know, sometimes it's best just to let sleeping dogs lie it'll get back to you no news is good news you know yeah yeah <clears throat> well what i what i put in the in the package is a little piece of paper that says thank you for your purchase uh, remember to leave feedback once you've verified that your item works and as expected please contact me if you have any problems thank you derek mm -hmm. that, that's yeah, all I'm no i'm out I, I don't see nothing wrong with it but i'm just a cheap bastard and i don't want to pay for the extra ink <laughs> Printed it. I hate it when my ink runs out, man. It always is the worst time when I'm in the middle of packaging shit. It's just like I oh, print God. off like ten of them on one page and then slice them with the paper cutter and then put them over okay. where I put all my receipts for stuff when I ship it out. There you go. Well, you're a lot more organized than me, Derek. I'm not that organized. You should see this room. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But with that, I try to be. I have some of those slips at my desk at work in case I forget to bring one when I bring a package to ship. Um. Yeah, and I may have printed some at work, which helps on the ink front. Well, I, yeah, exactly. If I, man, back when I used to have access to a printer, I used to I used to do some damage. So, in my job now, there's no access to printer. I could probably okay. get the secretary to print me some stuff off, but yeah, she might uh, wonder you know, when it says thank you for your eBay purchase. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. It was one of those networking things too. When I told I. Uh, 
she always gets super happy when I tell her how I sell stuff. And then one day, you know, cause I had told her it was mostly the games that I was telling her about. And one day she's like, I got you something. I'm like, what? And she gave me like this, a binder with Atari games in it. There was like, you know, one of those old ones that kind of look like a book when you stick it on the shelf, but you open yep. it up and it'll hold like eight. eight. And it was, it was actually kind of some good games. I mean, nothing really rare, but it was like Mario brothers and very clean copies. And I was just like, I, I was just very happy. And then another time she gave me a, stack of Game Boy Advance games and two of them happen to be Pokemon and I'm just like thank you Amber you know what I mean like <laughs> anytime you know if you got more let me know yeah that's awesome I wish people at my work would bring me stuff but I haven't really told many people that I'm selling stuff so it makes sense you I get it out wanting. man you know what it, it, but you at least tell them you collect right yeah you do that? I, I do sometimes if it's people I already know but I don't just brag it to everybody although I probably should say something to everybody I thought about putting a price. You know what? If you have old video games, I'll take them or I'll buy them or whatever. But if you got if you got a bulletin board, do it. That I would. Yeah. I haven't at my work, but everybody knows though. Pretty much anybody who I would think would have it, I've already hit up. My company's but, um, pretty big. It's pretty ridiculous. I. I that's I, great. Like there's five floors in my building and four floors in the in the building next to it. But yeah. well, you're missing a gold mine, dude. <laughs> Possibly. You got to figure, let's say, all right, what do you, uh, you got to figure what, 10%, eight, but let's say 10% of them have old games in their garage. Yeah. Let's say it's 3%. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, who knows? You know, you don't know. Like, yeah. Well, it only takes one to have a stadium event. You know what I mean? Something cheaper, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, hey, they won't know. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, Here, just take these old games. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So uh, the, the next part, or sorry, it's my turn next for the collection update thing. Um, generally, I just throw it where I'm at on my collection. So right now I'm or $731 in the hole on my collection. So that's basically what I've paid out of pocket for everything in my collection um, worth over ten grand. Um, mainly due to the Switch and that big purchase of original Xbox uh, consoles that I'm planning on flipping, uh, modding and flipping, fixing stuff. Um, and a couple other purchases. Uh, actually, I never even talked about that Game Boy Micro pickup. Um, that's another thing I got to flip now. So I picked up a Nintendo Game Boy Micro and a bunch of games with it um, for 50 bucks uh, Canadian uh, off Kijiji just the other day. And uh, the total value, if you ignore the Game Boy Micro, which sells for around 100 bucks or so, the games themselves are worth uh, around 85 US. So hopefully that turns into some... Yeah, you did profit. good. That was a nice lot. Yeah, I, I always wonder if about... you get a Pokemon. Uh, yeah, label or not, still <laughs> that's a good one, man. I always worry about selling stuff like that on eBay, like whether whether I should bother or the fees just not worth it. I should sell it in person. In person, just because. Uh, actually, have you ever sold? Have um, you ever sold GBA games at a swap? Because I always find them hard to to show off or display. You I mean on, on eBay? Last... No, sorry, at a game swap. Or, uh, oh, at a swap? Um, yeah, I, I I've sold Game Boy games and Game Boy Advance games. I mean, I, I like the bigger ones. Um, I would say in that kind of environment, I mean, you hate to say it because you like to think everybody's trustworthy, but you know, you kind of want to keep those a little closer to you, especially if they're, you know what I mean, because those go yeah. right into people's pockets, type of thing. It's true. Um, and it, you know, you hate it, but there's, I mean, I've seen. I've seen some shady shit. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, 
So definitely that might be something if you had a little glass case or something. I mean, now you're carrying yeah. extra stuff. But if you had it, I mean, mm-hmm. if, especially if there were $20, $30 titles, and if you're going to them a lot, it would be a, it'd be a good investment. You can even yeah. make something probably pretty cheap. That's what I would like the glass and wood. It's probably a piece of wood, some sides, yep. a door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yep. haven't got anything right now, but it might be a good idea. Um, you just, go into that? Uh, is it the Barry Game Exchange? Is yeah, going to yeah. be coming up soon. Couple yeah. months or month? May. This month, isn't it? May, May? Sunday, May six. Okay, May six. So there's that. Yeah, come on down. <laughs> well, we know that uh, if Kevin's there, you know you got to watch him. Yeah, yeah, him in the games. You never know. He might yeah. just. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I could, I could see <clears throat> Kevin still on some. He never paid off his bet. I don't know if you were too familiar with the retro Fandango bet. He was supposed to cosplay and. Oh yeah, yeah. He played. <laughs> you know, I recorded yeah. footage of his paying off the bet in his costume. Yeah. It was. Yeah, that was. Pretty he ordered cheap. A he was supposed to be the Hulkster, and he ended up being uh, wasn't it the guy from Robocop or something? I'll buy no, that for a dollar guy. Hulkster was it was one of the potential ones that um, that Ramvox eliminated. Oh, okay, but it was definitely the I'll buy that for a dollar guy. Something Bigsby. Yeah, well, I mean that guy. Yeah, it's what was it? A pair of glasses? I mean, he wears glasses. Come on. <laughs> I think that what's was that, the reason why he costume? tried to do it as as easy as possible. Right? What's that? What's that guy's costume? He had so he had a it's it's a weird it's a tacky suit isn't it I thought pretty sure he basically wears a tacky suit yeah but I mean how can you even tell on that shitty like I don't know it's a really it's yeah, not very really memorable his, his catchphrase yeah. is what's memorable unless he was walking around yelling I'll buy that for a dollar and a couple of bim is yeah, he, he really he paying off the bet a bow tie a bow tie would have helped because he wears he wears a bow tie and maybe a girl on okay well, now see that would have yeah. And I mean that almost is a benefit for him. I don't know if his yeah. wife would feel that way, but probably not. No. Yeah, it is no, a tacky suit. Probably wouldn't. Kind of, yeah. Kind of like a plaid suit, white shirt underneath, and a bow tie. That's what we got. But he I would have made, made him go shirt. as Robocop. I would have made him That's go too as cool. Robocop. He He's... wanted to be something embarrassing. No, no. I'm talking like a <laughs> I'm talking about like a janky like, like a cardboard like scene, the one of the like the AVGN one from a couple of episodes back when he did the RoboCop reviews, and like I never, I, I would have made him do that. I don't know if you're, yeah. Well, it's definitely it's a throwback one. It's it's okay. it's worth the watch. He doesn't need me pumping up his views. No, you know, he's doing okay. But <laughs> oh, I can see. Yeah. Yeah. I've, seen <laughs> the I've seen the picture before. I see it now. All right, uh, let's yeah. move on. This is normally where we do some listener questions. I don't think we have any because I forgot to uh, tweet it out ahead of time. Uh, yeah, we got nothing. No questions to answer. So let's just uh, skip on past that. Laura, you got something? What? Well, on the on the collection thing, I have been pushing for a... I am going for a complete Nintendo 64 set. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I guess I, I, guess I like racing and sports titles. <laughs> and, um, I'm going, <laughs> that's what I'm going for. But I'm at, I'm at 208 at the moment. I have a couple of pending... Things I got to get back to, uh, Josh, as you had mentioned. I know you have a cart that you talked about. Yeah. Um, it's not that I'm not interested. I it, the weekend's been busy. I just haven't got back to it. And um, but definitely, yeah, I should. I should probably be creeping up on 220 soon. Cool. Complete set is 296, and I got I got all the major titles out of the way, other than Worms. But yeah. um, there's not too many super big ones anyway. But I. I got the tough one, the sculptor's cut. So there's also something we were talking about about your 
your pickups. What was it we were talking about? <clears throat> I thought there was a bunch of questions people were asking about your stuff that I thought could have been useful. <laughs> oh, actually just answer them directly? Yeah, I don't remember what it was, though. Yeah, I didn't realize that uh, banana guitar cord computer was a tuner that you had had there. Yes. Yeah, that uh, I'm still fiddling with it. It might actually not be working, but if it is, it's a thirty to thirty-five dollar item. I'm I'm in fifty cents. Yeah. So, oh, and something I didn't actually talk about uh, when I when I was at that junkie thrift warehouse, um, and this is a very bad faux pas on my part. I my phone died. So I everything was a blind buy. I didn't actually know <laughs> prices on anything when I bought it. I and mean, I just but you know, at some point you do it long enough, you actually there I didn't actually look up anything the whole day other than that door not that doorbell, which I was gonna buy anyway. I was just curious what it was worth, but that yeah. was the only thing out of the whole day that I actually took the time to, you know, make sure what the price was. Uh everything else I just knew. I mean, I knew that DVD was gonna be 40, 50 bucks. And plus shipping, and uh, you know, there, there's just certain items that I knew were going to be what they were. The models was all just a guess. I figured if I could get it all at a nice bulk rate, I was okay. So yeah. I mean, sometimes instincts go a long way. Sometimes, obviously, repeat buys or comparable buys, like the tape, the mini tape decks that I buy, the I little micro cassette recorders. <clears throat> I never find them. Uh. One that I got, it might not work either. It had the battery explode in it, and uh, I put some batteries in it. wasn't working yet, but I'm in it for 50 cents. So two yeah. of my buys might actually be a bust, but I'll be a whole 75 cents. It's With just the $60 I could have made. You if know what batteries, I mean? Batteries blow up in something. Usually I find if you just take a little nail file to the, the terminals, clean off all that white shit, they usually work fine. No, you're right, but um, I think it was a little more invasive and actually might have gotten to the inside of it, into the motherboard or whatever, the circuit board, whatever it is on the inside, because gotcha. I, I did do the file thing. It, it, you know, But you know what? Either way, I could still salvage it because it came with a little cassette. I can use that as a uh, future sale. Those little yeah. cassettes are worth something, especially if you bundle them up and sell them in a lot. And I will take that broken one and I will add it to two other broken ones that I got. And eventually oh, nice. I'm going to make a broken, I'm going to make a broken lot for parts of repair and I'll be able to sell that for 20 or $30. So sometimes even buying broken stuff is a good thing. Buy broken iPhones, buy broken iPods, you know, th that's money in the bank. You think, I mean, as long as your investment's low, you're going to make yeah, yeah. money. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, so there's certainly be good for someone who repairs them. Right. If you repair them, you're really going to make money. But even on the end where you're not making the money, um, as far as the bigger, like you're not, you know, you're not going to make the 70, $80, but you'll make 20 to $30. And if you're buying it for a dollar or five bucks, I mean, those, yeah. those, those $25 profit margins start to add up quick. Sell four items. You got a hundred bucks. Now you're buying that rare game. You can't afford. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> where were we? We were on the, Suggested content was coming up next. We got no questions. Uh, I still didn't find what I was thinking about uh, with questions from people, but it was it was something to do with your your. Uh, I think it was just that that uh, doorbell thing. <clears throat> All right, so suggested yeah. content. This I, is. I uh, started getting a lot of feedback on that. Yeah, <clears throat> it was neat. Looks awesome too. Um, so this is where we uh, suggest some kind of uh, YouTube video channel, podcast, game, or something else for people to check out. Uh, Chris, you're up first. 
Um, okay, I will I will tell you this isn't necessarily anything selling related or anything like that, but I know it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um my uh I don't want to say former because I don't know, we might still record at some point, but my former co-host, uh Rip, he must be on like a he must be on a speed run kick because he keeps forwarding me speed runs, and you wouldn't think they're that entertaining, but this guy does a pretty good job. And he's a speedrunner himself. Um, the name of the uh, the name of the the um, the page or I mean the YouTube channel is uh, some summoning salt. So S U M M O N I N G salt uh, space. There's a space in between. But I mean the guy's got some views. I mean just on this one Super Mario sixty four uh, world progression record, he's got a million views. So the guy the guy puts in some time in it. And what he'll do is like, let's say that one in particular, the super that Mario 64, he'll, sh he'll kind of give an update. He'll, I mean, a background to it, like, you know, up to this point, blah, blah, blah. Nobody knew what this was, but then this guy set the record and, you know, um, then now this guy, these guys went back and forth and, and they, you know, a lot of this stuff is captured on Twitch. So a lot of the videos available to him and being that he's in that community, I guess a lot of them are okay with him using their footage, or maybe it's public domain. I'm not sure, but he does a very good job of the chronological order of the way these world records are. There also is some that are um, kind of topical because he does go over the progression of the Donkey Kong arcade score, being that Billy Mitchell, some of his, uh, his scores are being questioned, I guess is a nice way to put it. Um, he's being exposed, I guess, a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, I like it and it definitely is worth it. I mean, the, the videos are, are tight. They're short, about 15 minutes to, uh, I think the longest one might've been 19, 20 minutes. I remember watching, but, uh, I think I've, I've gone through his whole channel in a couple days and a couple of them I repeated a few times already. So I like it. So check it out. <laughs> cool. All right, and then uh, for me is um, Michael Pierce. I just uh, discovered him recently. Um, I was watching uh, Craigslist Hunter on YouTube, and he mentioned this guy, Michael Pierce, who had been away and is a reseller, uh, mostly of video games, but uh, just in general, and gives lots of tips. This guy, Michael Pierce, gives lots of tips on uh, how to sell, um, what to sell, how to start up an eBay store, how to start up an uh, uh, Amazon store. Um, how to package things, all that kind of stuff. And it's uh, youtube.com slash Michael Joseph Pierce, B-I-E-R-C-E. -E. Um, and I, I just recently checked out his, or, uh, found him, and uh, I need to go check out more of his videos because, like I said, he has a whole series of videos in a, in a playlist on how to start an eBay store. And I got to check that out, see if there's any good tips in there. And again, he's focused on video games, so that's even more you know, targeted towards us. Pretty cool. There um, it is. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, check it out. So uh, that's basically summing it up. We're we're basically done. Um, to plug Chris is Chris is at CWR on Twitter or uh, at C sorry at CWR two on Twitter and at CWR two on Instagram. Um, like you said, you're on another podcast, the Narc Podcast. Everybody check that out. Well, the the, the possibly defunct podcast possibly, possibly. that's okay but there's lots of good episodes there. if you ever want to go back yeah you can go back and listen <laughs> yeah. to some of it yeah um and i'm derek of two dorks two dorks on youtube um check out the cartridge club cartridgeclub.org community of gamers content creators collectors and friends um that's just a good bunch of people uh and the, for the podcast itself our podcast here 
Um, we'll normally have another guest on. It'll be the two of us with a guest going forward, just in case anyone was curious. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being on, Chris. You've been awesome. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, give a shout out to P1. He knows why. <laughs> Cha-ching. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, I feel like, oh, you're talking too fast. And other people are like, oh, I liked it. And I'm just like, I don't know. You know, you're know. always your harshest critic. Exactly. That's exactly you know what I think, too. Uh,